Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Hey, it's Rachel. I just wanted to take a second to let you know how grateful I am that you are a Real Deal podcast listener. I'm really grateful. I call you guys real dealers. I don't know why, but I just pray that you're being the real deal, authentically who you are, who God made you to be. But I also just wanted to take this time to thank a few people. I want to thank my husband. He is the audio engineer and he has tirelessly been working for over a year now because the real deal has already celebrated its first birthday and I'm in season two, getting ready for season three. But I just want to thank Michael. Yeah, he's done a great job. I also want to thank my son, Andrew, who has done the music at the beginning and the ends of all of the podcasts. And my son, Michael, has also been the one to do the artwork for the podcast. So the photo that you see with the font and the way it all works out. And I'm also very grateful to all of the people who have either contacted me and I've interviewed you or people that have come to my mind and I've interviewed you. Your stories are amazing. I'm so thrilled with the way The Real Deal is going. And would you please just tell somebody else about it? There's really no way to describe it because it's not a gardening podcast or a parenting podcast. I realize it's not a movie review or something about recipes, but it's about people's lives, a real God, real people, and people just being authentically them. So just so you know, I'm thrilled. So I hope you're doing well today and bless you. I celebrate your significance and the genius of God in you. Okay, this episode is a buddy time. So listen in. I get to chat with my girlfriend, Gail. Love it. Love her. Love you. Hey, Gail. Are you ready to record a buddy time? I am, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I am so glad to be with you. I, I kind of feel like we've not been able to connect in the recent past. So this is good. This is really good. It, this is good. It's a great way to be in 2020. Yes, yes. How's it going for you so far in 2020? What, what's on the horizon or what are you thinking about? So many cool things feel like they're they're happening in 2020. I, I feel like I left 2019 behind. Mm. Anything that was trying to uh, like attach itself like a burr to me, I feel like I've I've been plucking off and throwing away and discarding and trying to lighten my load um, emotionally physically, mm. mentally, in just lots of areas, just making lots of changes. And it's been exciting. And sometimes when you get rid of old things or you clean out a closet, you, you can feel like it's a little empty. And yeah. you want our response might be, we want to fill it. And so I'm trying really hard to not fill it and just let it be. Um, sometimes when we discard things, we can feel a little naked and we're trying to get used to the new normal. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like as I'm stepping into 2020, there's joy is coming back and returning, yeah. like yeah. abundant joy. Yeah. And that's super exciting. And I'm seeing healing in some relationships and I'm seeing hope renew and like a fervor and an anticipation and things are ramping up but in a good way so oh, yeah so good. Off, off to a good that's start so good not without you know, some challenges but oh it's yeah off to a good start yeah I know and the interesting thing for me is when you were talking about getting rid of some things or um, not letting them come into the new year I, I was thinking about when I take down like my Christmas decorations mm-hmm. or I put everything away in the bins you know I, I mm-hmm. sometimes have the things that I had taken off the shelves in the Christmas bins so I can put them right back up mm-hmm. but there are days when I don't 
I'll just leave them set to the side because I kind of like that space of, like you said, exposure or nakedness for a little bit, or it feels really almost like it lacks color. It lacks decorative things. It's just lacks. And our lives can be like that. And sometimes it's nice to have that space before it all gets crowded in, in our time or in the clutter of our brains. And so, yeah, that's what I was seeing is just this sort of exposure, but it's not a bad thing because then you have to decide what you want to add back in to your 2020 if you had some things get left behind in 2019. Yeah, that's good. And to be more purposeful. Like I think you and I have talked about intentionality or, or what are you really purposeful in your time doing? Because as my husband would say, there's opportunity costs, whatever you say yes to Mm -hmm. really means you've said no to something else. And is it the best thing? Is it the best thing that you're putting into your life or on your plate, so to speak? So, oh, I'm really glad. I am really so glad. Good. That's yeah. so good. That it was interesting you said that because I have been asked to be a part of this coaching program where you go through this 12-week program and I was asked a year and a half ago and I wanted to do it, but it wasn't time and I wasn't released and I wasn't like given permission from the Lord that it was time mm. yet even though it was a totally a good thing and even and a desire of yours? Totally. Yeah. Cool. And an cool. amazing team and a great product and a program and it's really cool and I just was feeling in February I'm I'm thinking that it might be time and then the director of that program reached out to me and so I'm starting cool. it tomorrow so oh, it wasn't yay. time but I but if again like if I had filled that spot filled the, mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. with things mm-hmm. going on other things like Michael said opportunity cost I would have missed the opportunity to be available for yep. this. Yep. So I'm super excited. So yep. yeah. And if we really let our yes be yes and our no be no, once you've said yes to something else, you can't always go do the very thing that was your heart's desire. And now it's opened up, but you're, you know, you've got too many cars in that lane now and you don't have, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. You're going to do great. They're going to be, you're such an asset to whoever that team is. And I, mm, that's not flattery. You. I really mean thank it. You. And use your voice, girl, just do your thing. Mm, and coaching you. wise, Hey, uh, along the coaching thing, Mm -hmm. how, how do you let people, or what do you do that keeps them spurred on? Like, what if they have a really pretty daunting task? I've been thinking about, um, one of the declarations I say, um, and I don't say it every day, but I celebrate my progress, not my perfection. Mm. And I think as a woman, it's helped me because let's say I just tackle a part of something. It's still better than not tackling the whole thing or Let's say I have victory and I took, let's say my goal was to walk a certain number of days a week. But if I did some, why instead of being like upset with myself, can I not go, wow, I want to celebrate my progress of the three days out of the five or whatever instead of my perfection. And Mm -hmm. I don't say that to celebrate mediocrity, but Mm -hmm. I say that to get us going. What are some things that you do in life coaching that help people or where, what have you found? Maybe it's different with different personalities. I don't even know. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm thinking of different, um, different scenarios. And, and, and if we, if we look at our baby in our arms and think, oh my gosh, 18, 22 years of, and I, and I want to raise this amazing adult (laughs) and you just have to go, okay, I'm just, I'm just, Lord, I give you tomorrow. Lord, I give you today. Like, like I give you this baby today and tomorrow. And and see where that takes us. It, it, we have to do bite-sized things or we, we will do. be overwhelmed. And 
and I have to figure out my whole future and what my purpose in life is. No, 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 no. Amen. <laughs> like you can have long-term dreams, but let's let's take it back to to those um, a short-term goal, a, a long, a little bit longer, and then a hope and a dream for the future of where you'd like to be in five years or ten years. But if we don't. It's really easy to sit on the sofa and dream all those things and then never take the action because <laughs> fear fear can be debilitating or overwhelmedness yeah. or like that's too big or I don't have the money to do that. Right. I don't have the skills to do that. And I think of like whenever people are like trying to get healthy and fit and they, they like maybe want to lose weight or whatever. Right, whatever. They'll be like, I only lost a half a pound. And I'm like, that's two sticks of butter. You just lost two sticks right. of butter. <laughs> celebrate it. You've got to celebrate the sticks of butter. And so um, I love to break things down, but I'm also the girl that if I made a list of things to do for the day, if I do something that wasn't on the list, I'll add it to it. Me so too. I can cross it off. <laughs> Me too. Let's add wake up. Oh, yeah. let's, uh, let's add uh, shampoo and rinse your hair with cream rinse. Okay, I get to check off two things. I'm joking. I have never written that down. But yeah, I've done it too. Because like if if the day takes you somewhere, mm-hmm. then I like to feel like I did something. Uh, okay, so all right, I want to go back to the joy and, and fear piece. But let me just tell you this other thing. Uh, I was headed to a conference the other day. And I'm typically mm-hmm. one of the speakers. And it was really different for me this year because I wasn't one of the speakers. So I was like, okay, Lord. Now, you knew I had an upcoming trip. Maybe it wasn't even – maybe I'm not the, the speaker for the year. I didn't, I didn't know. But to be honest, I felt a little odd. So I'm like, okay, I'm in the parking lot. And I know my role is just to pray for people. So I said, I'm just going to really embrace this day, God. What are your divine appointments? Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, I saw the coal girls. I saw mm. people that I, I've spoken to in other venues, like far away. And this woman mm. made a beeline for me and I got to pray for her. I would never have been able to mm-hmm. write down a list of that day so I could check it off. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think we have to be that intentional. But conversely, sometimes you just have nothing on your paper and you go, okay, God, fill in my paper. You know, and you just make your list, right? And I watched it be so beautiful. Then, why would God stop divinely appointing my day at the end of the conference? If I asked him to appoint my day, he's going to do the whole day. And he does our whole life. I know that too. But my point is, I go to the Aldi. It was so fun. I go to Aldi, do a little grocery shopping. My feet are starting to hurt. I don't really want to go, but we need some almond milk. And I think, oh, I'm going to get that. I go through the checkout and I'm thinking, I just got to take my shoes off. I want to go home. And this gentleman, maybe 75, I don't know, older man, comes up to me and he says, hey, honey, I had a stroke about a year ago and I have trouble using this one side of my body. Could you help me zip my pocket and I think he probably had his wallet in his, oh. you know, like his windbreaker. We mm-hmm. used to call them blast jackets, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was not a very cold day. And so I take this little zipper, and it's the coat is one of those older coats where it's not even like we have zippers that are bigger fobs now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this was one of those zippers that's tiny, and it's just shaped like a little spear. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah. I can I see why this would be hard. And so I take his little zipper and I zip up his little, and the zipper itself was yellow. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the plastic zippers. Do you know what I mean? It was just like so sweet. So I zip his little zipper and he gives me this big hug. You know, in the midst of this whole don't hug anybody, don't touch hands, yeah. blah, 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 coronavirus thing. And I give him a 
big hug. I'm a hugger mm-hmm. anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And I just hug him. And so then he, he goes away, and I'm paying for my groceries, and I'm hearing God say, you know, Rachel, you, you really want to pray for people. And you've told me you want to pray for people and bless their body and healing. And he just came mm-hmm. up and said, by the way, I had a stroke over a year ago or less than a year yeah. ago, whatever he said. And I'm like, oh. And not condemnation, self-condemnation, but I was just like, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking out the big glass windows and I'm like, okay, when I check out, God, if I see him, mm-hmm. you know, could, could I? And I kind of was like, can you give me another chance, Daddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I know I'm not in the penalty box, but I just really, you know. And mm-hmm. so I go and I put my little card away in it. Aldi, you have to put that and you get your little quarterback. And I get my little quarterback and I see him coming. See, it took him that long because it takes him longer to walk. Mm-hmm. So he's coming to return his card and I wait. Instead of going to my car, because I could have tried to get it to my trunk and come back. Anyway, the point is I'm waiting. And he comes up to me. He goes, he kind of cocks his head like, you're still here. You know, I said, hey, you know, I don't know what you think about this, but my name is Rachel, and he tells me his name, and I said, so-and-so, you may think this is odd, but I just wanted to know, sometimes when I pray for people, they get better. Could I could I pray for healing over your body? And he's like, yeah, and he gives me the big hug. I haven't prayed a word. He gives me the <laughs> big hug, and I'm thinking, this guy just needs to be touched. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just hug him for a long time, and then I let go, and I said, and I'm thinking, usually I always ask, may I touch you? Because, you know, you should ask people that, especially in this day. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm thinking, well, yep. obviously I can touch you because you just gave me this long embrace. You know, mm-hmm. and so I, so I, but I say, hey, may I touch your shoulder? He said, yeah. So I touch his shoulder. I don't know. I just hope that God did something amazing to his body. He told me the hardest part was learning to walk again. Mm. And I said, but look at you. And this is kind of going back to celebrate the progress because mm-hmm. he's not able to, like you can tell his gait is not fully equal mm-hmm. on both sides but he's walking do you mm-hmm. know what I mean he's walked to the parking lot he walked all the way back and it's not a small parking lot you know I said mm-hmm. well look at you you you're walking I said I just want to bless you I blessed him and then he goes for another big hug and <laughs> and he goes to kiss me <laughs> I kid you not and he goes to kiss me on the lips and oh, I just grandpa. and I just quickly turn my face you know so he kisses me on the cheek yeah. And I kind of got this giggle because, number one, he wasn't like a dirty old man. Like, seriously, yeah. he was yeah. just a sweet man. And mm-hmm. so he, so he kisses me, and I give him this hug. And, and then as, you know, we're em- done embracing, he leaves his cart. And I'm thinking, the wind's going to blow this cart. He goes, no, I want somebody to not have to pay a quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, you're sweet. And then I leave, and then he, he turns back to me, and he goes, you're just a doll. <laughs> And I honestly looked nice. Do you know what I mean? I had dressed up for this event. I had looked nice. But I don't think that was it. Mm -hmm. I I really didn't. I think it was rewind all those hours earlier. Lord, I just want to be here for whoever needs to be prayed for. And I just kind of give you my schedule and my agenda. And just really asking God to fill me with the spirit. I think he saw the spirit of God. And Mm -hmm. he says to me, you're just a doll. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because and you took the time to find him and pray for him, and so sweet. I it was that. a highlight for my day. I mean, Aww. I saw God work in so many crazy good ways. But mm-hmm. I just have to tell you that story because it brought me joy. You don't run out when you actually give. It's that whole give, and it, it mm-hmm. will come back to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. But you have to give first in order to get. And I just, 
I basically floated home. Didn't care that my feet felt like they were blistery. You know, I was just like, mm. oh, that was so sweet. So anyway, such I don't joy. Know, it doesn't have anything that. to do with anything, but it brought me such, such joy. He was a sweetie. Well, but, but I wasn't going to let him kiss me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's probably just wise. <laughs> Were you ever afraid to do that? Were you ever afraid to pray for strangers? Because I think some people might feel led to, but have fear in that. How did you get over that fear of just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take a risk. Uh, even if I, they don't get healed or even if they say no or any of Yeah. That. Yeah. I feel like two things. I really don't believe there's ever a time, and I'm going to really be using emphatic language like ever a time. I don't think there's ever a time that prayer doesn't do something, whether we see what happened or not. That's good. It just, it will accomplish something because you're going Mm -hmm. to God. But yeah, obviously I I thought about it that first second and I didn't. So there might've been some fear the first time because I was in the store and we were right in the line. I didn't want to be stopping and somebody else is behind me going like, lady, could you please just check out or whatever. But Sometimes what I find is to get over the fear for me is just to start, like actually, and then wait for the next words. So like I started with, hey, and I didn't know what I was going to say after, hey, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Hey, Mm -hmm. and then I really want to be personal. So I usually tell them my name Mm -hmm. and that way they know that if they want to share their name, I can use their name when you pray. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. fear can be a a stopper, but Mm -hmm. the honest truth is I think I've only had one man ever in my life turn down prayer, ever. Okay. Ever. And I, I had a mentor lady who would, if you told her, like, could you please be praying? I'm going to speak for a conference. Or could you please be praying? I need to go take my kids on this, you know, trip, and it's a little far away. And I, you know, whatever it was, she would always pray right then. Mm-hmm. Because she just didn't feel like she should go tell you she's going to pray. And then during the week, forget that on Wednesday you were doing that thing. And so it was when, when Couchman, she would just always pray right then. And I have done, I guess what I'm saying is I've done that for years and then you get that skill practiced. Mm -hmm. And so it's in your home. It's at someone's coffee table when you're just chatting with them over tea and then, or coffee or whatever. And then it's in the gym at the school and then it's and so it's like God knows and he lets you then go more out, 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 out. Mm So take a chance, take a chance. And if you feel that inkling or that bubbling up inside of you to pray, to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like a muscle and it'll get, it'll get easier. Exactly. I, I had a woman that I spoke at a conference and we were going to meet at Panera afterwards and she came in her own car. And so, you know me, I just talked to anybody. And so I just met this lady next to me and we started talking about like, what are you going to order? You know, and this was before you could actually go to the little kiosks and order ahead. You had to wait in line. I'm talking to her and I notice she's got scrubs on. And so I'm about to ask her if she's a nurse, but I have to tell you this backup story. Maybe a week or two prior to that, I met with a girlfriend from a Bible study of mine years ago. And we really haven't seen each other in years. And she wanted one of my um, mantra t-shirts, don't compare, don't compete, celebrate. And I had it in a pile for a long, long time. And then I had a bracelet that I was gonna give her. And you know, I felt so bad, like we're not getting together, we're not getting together. God's timing was perfect. All these months later, we get together and her, her dad had just died. Mm. And she told me about her dad dying and about maybe a few months before that her mom had died. And mm. she told me about all the details of the way God led them through the hospice process. And mm. she told me that the people that were working with her dad were so fabulous at their job 
that the whole hospice thing was beautiful. And she's just crying in the Starbucks as I'm giving her a t-shirt to go try on. And she, it was just a sweet moment. And it made such an impact on me because she said both my mom and dad were led into the last stages of their life and into glory by beautiful people. So I'm standing in this Panera and standing in the line and I see this lady and I look at her and I say, hey, so maybe you're on your lunch break. Obviously it's lunchtime. Are you a nurse or something? And she goes, no, I'm just a hospice worker. Okay. Oh, it's like Jack in the Box. Up pops my spirit going, no. You know, and so I turn to her. I said, excuse me a second. I don't mean to correct you, but did you say I'm just a hospice worker? And she said, yeah. And I go, can I just tell you a story about a couple weeks ago? And I tell her the story about meeting with my girlfriend and how she just said it was the most sacred time and these people were incredible with their job Mm. and she gets these tears in her eyes and it's like I'm like okay I just want you to know thank you for what you do it means a lot and I really appreciate Mm -hmm. what you do please don't ever say just you're like a point of I got I don't know what I said I didn't say churchy language I just said thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so they give you that little dial to light up I think and I'm standing there waiting and all of a sudden she comes up and we're by the pop machines and or soda machine, they say in Wisconsin. And she comes <laughs> up and she said, hey, I just want to thank you for what you said to me in line. That really meant a lot to me. Mm. She said it like it was kind of like a perspective change. And, I, and I'm really grateful. And she kind of is tearing up. And I said, yeah, you're welcome. I said, you know, this will take just a second. I was just wondering if I could just pray a blessing over you. I'm really thankful for you. She said, sure. I said, so, okay. May I touch you? She said, yes. I touch her shoulder. I just thanked God for her. Bless her. I mean, fast, you know. God knows what he wants to download right now. And I said, in Jesus' name, amen. And she lifts her head and she goes, amen. And this man is getting like his Dr. Pepper or getting his Diet Coke. And he was a big, tall guy. And he looks over at us and he goes, I don't know what all that was about, but amen. so cute and the only reason I'm sharing that part is number one it wasn't in a church it wasn't at a conference it Mm -hmm. wasn't at a street evangelism it was just like this is life Mm -hmm. she's telling me this and I feel like she's touched by God just to know it and be encouraged so I want to pray for her and it had a residual effect that splashed over on him and Mm -hmm. then it brought me such joy yeah right it brought me such joy like okay so anyway I don't know why I told that has to do with getting over the fear or just doing it. You need to be who you are within your personality. Mm-hmm. I am more like somebody who will talk to people that I don't know. Sure. But I also think that we are sent to people who are more receptive than we know. Yeah. So that's that's my point. I think, I think. too, <laughs> as we, I, exactly, taking those risks, even if it's, I think of one of my kids who maybe wouldn't do that because they're just more introverted and, a quieter presence and they just bring peace wherever they go and there you go and I, I don't know there's so much fear on the oh, news yeah. and in the world and whether it's the virus or the election or the economy or yep. rights being taken away or rights given I, I don't there's so much going on right now or what and, will people think that's yeah. fear of man sure it's just everywhere offend someone Will I get arrested if I say this, this, or this? I mm, I just keep hearing we're not supposed to be in fear. 
we're only supposed to fear the Lord. And that's like awe and reverence and love and, and yeah. honor and bending our knee to him and, and surrendering to him because he has all of this. But I, I just see the fear mongering and, and it's yep, like, yep, yep. oh my gosh, people turn off your social media and get outside, go for a walk, talk to your neighbors, <laughs> like get... it's invigorating. And it... it's such a, it's such a shift to just yeah. get out of the fear box. Yeah. It's debilitating and I, and it spreads like wildfire. And as I see people like fighting over toilet paper at Costco, it, it's like, oh my word, people, we're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be okay. We're going to be okay. So would that be to go get stockpile your toilet paper in case we're quarantined kind of thing? You think is that part of it or do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got which, it. which could happen, but I think we're going to be okay and we're not going to be yeah. in without power. And you know, it's, it, I don't know. I just, I'm, it's it like reminds sense. me of Y2K when everybody was right. stockpiling their things, you know what I mean? And I think if you have some food in your cupboards and you know, all of that, that's great. But people are causing chaos and riots because of fear and so i don't know i think fear is a liar and i think fear uh, Amen. debilitates and it divides and it causes damage and we're called to fear the lord and and since the conference last august when i just like heard an amazing teaching by john brevere about that it shifted yep. in me Amen. and i don't know i just i I'm, i've recalibrated my brain towards not being Fearful of what's going on in our culture, but fearing the Lord. That's right. That's right. And perfect love casts out fear. Yes. In First John 4, it says perfect love casts out fear. And to me, that means they cannot coexist on the same shelf of your life. You mm-hmm. either have fear and it casts out the love, mm-hmm. or you have the perfect love of the Father and it casts out the fear. And I think we know that experientially. Like we know how we feel if we feel fearful. We don't feel like that liquid love of, oh, I'm cared for, I'm loved, I, I'm filled with his love, I can sense it, I know it, I feel it, I don't, I don't just know it, but I also feel it, I don't just feel it, but I also know it and claim it, you know, this or, and honestly, I've not been a fearful person, but I had a time years ago when I was getting ready to go to India, I remember where I was on my walk, and I started being afraid to go. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about all the different things that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. There was a seed planted there. There was somebody that told me what you needed to do is, you know, have your emergency pack with you for first aid if because you'll be, you know, all this whatever doesn't matter. I don't think that what they said was wrong. My point is it landed in some soil of me, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started like looking behind me on my walk. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like someone was following me mm-hmm. and I felt like people were looking out the windows mm-hmm. at me and mm-hmm. it was this weird mm-hmm. and it was all within like a five minute time of my life and it was horrible and I just started saying I have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be terrified do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go wherever does that include India God okay you know and I just like started talking myself out if that makes sense and later I was mad at fear mm-hmm because I think one of the reasons why you don't like this is because you know how debilitating it is if you're in it, right? And so then you're on this crusade to stop it in anyone else's life. Does that make sense? For sure. And I get it. It can be very debilitating, but 
freedom is on the other side and fearing the Lord and knowing how awesome and big and wonderful he is and that he's holy and good and majestic and he's also his voice splits the cedars you know like that whoa okay you got it is the right thing but not the other something's going to get me all the time or I'm yeah. You're right on is my point, dear. You're right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you said. You go, girl. <laughs> I it makes me think of the verse first Peter three fifteen as you're talking and just always being prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks to give the reason for the hope that you have. But yes. doing it with gentleness and respect. And I just love that verse. And I just think it's super timely for what we're in right now. Like, why do you have hope? Why are you not afraid? Yeah. And it's like, Yeah. Because of Jesus, and it's all about Jesus. So, yeah, that's just my where I'm at right now. And I wrestled with fear of man my whole life, my Mm. whole life. And I feel like tell me more. There are days when it still wants to rear its ugly head or come back and bite me. And I'm 55 now, (laughs) and it's like, can we be double grace here? Yeah, double grace. Can we be done with this fear? And I finally feel, I mean, I hope it happens younger for people that they can shed that and not give that power to be, to silence them. But to me, it was deep wounds that needed healing with rejection, abandonment, whatever, if I spoke up or feeling misunderstood, but totally had fear of man. And I just want to speak to those who wrestle with fear of man's approval. Yes. That that they'll they would have let the Lord touch those spots and heal them, yeah. Because y'all have something to say, and y'all have something to do, and you might not please everyone, and some people might not like you, and some people might, and some other people might love you, and that's okay. That's all good. But doing it in obedience because God put it in you, yes, brings so much fruit and so much peace, even in the midst of people not liking you. Or not liking what you said. I don't know. I just want to obey the Lord and not obey the fear. So Amen. that's just that's just my challenge that's and my hope so for good. all the all y'all. So. It's so good. And really, let's say you're on to something that's part of your purpose and part mm-hmm. of your plan. Like mm-hmm. like you said, there will be people that that's not what they are all about, nor what they want to be told or hear or involved in. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, you've already set. You've already set yourself to have some people who won't like it. Does that right. make sense? Right. You know, and so it's like a boat goes through the water and then there's the side that it creates on the one part of the water and the side. It, once you start going forward, it will create a divide of some sort. And you know, I'm not saying we're going to try to divide people or be a divisive force. That's not what I mean. But not everybody's going to like it or like you or whatever. But when you sit in that perfect love of the father, then you like you yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he loves you. Do you know what I mean? And there's this sense of the joy of the Lord giving you the strength to do it. And then also the approval of the Lord giving you the the moxie and the guts to do it. Yeah, Um, and do it afraid. Do it afraid. Just take a step and do it afraid. I just challenge everyone who's listening to pull out their list of goals or their dreams, dig deep into them, and take a step towards it. Just take a step towards it today. And then tomorrow, take another step. And just see where yep. you end up in a month, in six months, in a year. One, one class I went through was so good. They said, just do one degree. Just do one degree. Like, just, just, just take a step towards that. Like, and in time, you'll see that you have gone on this trajectory with the Lord that takes you on this journey 
if you just take the one step towards it. I don't, it was so powerful. I'm, I'm probably not, it'd it's be really true as a because, visual, but yeah. N- no, but that's really true because it can be done in the, the negative example is often given. And I like this positive example of take one degree and the trajectory of what you really want to go do will lead you to it. So like if you're just one degree off in some sort of truth or doctrine or oh, something yeah, about you're going to go and then off. like, but you start at my house, but you go all the way to your house in Dallas. You, you miss Dallas cause you're all of a sudden yep. over, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. And now I'm on the West coast and I meant to be kind of going <laughs> South. Right. Yeah. And I have a pilot friend that says you set your instruments and you don't even look at the things around you. You have to set your instruments to trust it because mm-hmm. otherwise if you're a degree off, you really will be off. But I like that thought of where do you go where you just make that one step that gets you down to your goal by making yeah. that next step and that next step. Yeah, yeah. Hooray, hooray, hooray. That's that's really good. Yeah, and doing hard things, we can stop doing hard things or doing a big thing, let's say. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? We can stop because it is too big or it is too hard. But like you said, if you make the one step, that part isn't hard. Then you make the next step. Or it may be hard, like you said, but it's a beginning. It is yeah, the beginning. That's really good. And it could be a stick of butter. <laughs> That's that has already encouraged me because okay, I needed intervention with my sugar. Like I needed oh somebody gosh. to say, Rachel, we've called this meeting today because we've noticed. And so I've been trying, and I maybe only on week two. I mean, I'll use honey, I'll use maple syrup, but I'm just trying to not do full on sugar, right? Yes, and, me too. Um, and this isn't something that I'm trying to tell everybody they have to do. Mm-hmm. I just feel better. There's clarity mm-hmm. in my brain. I sleep better, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to decide if the hot flashes are less also. But anyway, I don't have any scientific <laughs> proof. And I've been frustrated that I'm not noticing things on the scale. Mm-hmm. It could be a stick of butter, though, Gail. It could be a stick of butter, and, and it could be your health. Or it could be and your energy. Could, or it could be your it's sleep. It's definitely my energy. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So I'm like, why are you not able to just celebrate progress rather mm-hmm. than your perfection or this thing that you have in your brain of what it needs to be like a number or something? Because it doesn't. I just did a podcast with Chelsea Horn and she was talking about not growing up with a scale. So I'm not trying to, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to make it be about a number. I'm saying I have to celebrate these small victories mm-hmm. <laughs> because the fact that I've done a couple of weeks is huge for me because if I get seven days, I'm usually golden. Okay. It takes me longer than that. It takes me longer than that to get off sugar. It is a battle. It's a drug. And I definitely am in the same boat and trying to not have sugar. And I feel better when I don't have gluten and dairy. Um, But it's hard. I just came off of week with my friend here and we acted like we were on a a staycation and I ate what I wanted to and now I'm feeling it. But I think yeah. if we do it for health and not for the number or the size, Amen. it, it yep. helps to stay on track and, and yeah, do, the, do it, it for really the right does. reasons. Yeah, do yeah. it for the right reasons. And we all know our own bodies. Like, I think if you go to the doctor, you should really be your own advocate because you know if something's off or you yeah. know if this is not what my norm is, but now I have this. Mm-hmm. And so we do know our best weight. We know our best clarity. We know what we feel good. We know whether our temperament is okay. We know whether we should take our walks. We know, we know, we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, oh, that's <laughs> sugar. It's, oh, it's bad. Sugar. We sugar. should make it sound like it's a swear word. Oh, that sugar. Oh, sugar. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. 
when I'm looking at um, the recording on GarageBand, when I'm looking at it, the screen, it's all these little volume controls and things I don't know what they do. But it just reminds right. me of, you said that the, the very small voice, the little tiny whisper of God yes. told you to go. And and some of them are on very low dials. And, and there's been times when I'm like, Lord, I just need to... I just need you to turn up the volume just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm, Can you just mm-hmm. turn turn the dial mm-hmm. a little bit? Because I really want to know that it's you, and and um, I want to be able to recognize your voice and hear your voice and know that it's your voice. Because I feel like the enemy's is turned way up, and so when yep. we're hearing the Lord, I feel like His goes up, and we can turn the enemy's down. And so I'm just looking yes. at all these dials, going, "Oh, this is such a great illustration, it's such a, a good reminder." Visual. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all, we can turn the enemy's voice down by coming out of agreement with the lies and what he's That's saying right. and come into agreement with truth and hearing the Holy Spirit um, speak into our spirit and turn that up. So I don't know. That's I just right. saw those little, those little, no, those little knobs on my screen. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. And and the truth is that we have this control of it. And, and really, if we know, if we know Jesus, if we have Jesus in our life, then we know we have the deposit that's a guarantee and it's the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So mm-hmm. I think the more that I say, I have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. I hear God's voice, mm-hmm. then I begin to trust that. And I heard something by, I think it was Dan McCollum years ago that he said he used to go, it was like a panel discussion. He said he used to think, oh, it's probably a Dan thought, but it could be God. Mm-hmm. And the longer he walked with God, the longer he had listened to the Holy Spirit's voice, the more he knew that he had the mind of Christ, the more he practiced that. He goes, now I'm at the point where it's it's God. Mm-hmm. It could be Dan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's been really helpful to me because when stuff comes in sideways in my brain, I wasn't really thinking about it. Instead of being like, what was that weird thought? I go, oh, God was just telling me this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I have the mind of Christ. So and the sheep hear whatever his voice. came into mind, mm-hmm. whatever came into my mind as actually I should entertain it as it's God. And of course, check it out if it's not. But yeah, dial down that other, that other voice and trust the one that you're hearing. Trust yeah. The one that you're hearing that brings joy, that lets you know you're you know, affirmed, approved, going forward, you're his kid. Because the voice itself sounds like one that's for you or one that accuses. And the sure. enemy will always accuse the brethren 24-7, it says. So, yeah, that's so good. Dial it down or yeah. turn the other one up. Yeah, so Just good, Gail. Press, press into the peace. Press into peace. Yeah, it's good. And I think he's a good dad. Like, if we really need wisdom, we can ask him, like, can you just really show me and can you confirm something? You know what I mean? Because he can confirm things through a couple of people or we have a friend who used to say, God, if you want to tell me something, I need you to write it as clear as possible. Mm-hmm. In fact, use snowballs on my lawn to make the word in the middle of summer. <laughs> like there's no way to make snowballs right out a word in the middle of summer, but that's how, you know, and I would just giggle like, okay. That's yeah. Great. I love it. I can totally picture it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And then there's confirmations that follow it too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think we do hear him and we have to trust that if we had a gut and we responded to it, if we have to go make amends, change our direction, do whatever, he'd be kind enough to guide us to do that too. But we just go with it. There was a friend who just broke up with a boyfriend and she was kind of like, I don't know. And I'm not sure. And sweet young gal. And I said, Hey, how about if you declare this? I have the mind of Christ and I make good decisions. Mm. 
She's riding my car. She goes, I have the mind of Christ and I make good decisions. She looked at me and I'm like, no, that's all I got. That's all I mean. <laughs> like, just start with that instead of beating yourself up. Not going to give you the answer, but <laughs> you make good decisions. Okay. So yeah, uh, maybe we should wrap up because we covered things. People, we just don't want you to be fearful. No yeah. fear. No fear. Fear is a liar. Hey, would you be willing just to pray over our audience? Maybe about that. and. Yeah. Break off fear and release the love of God and or whatever yeah. you feel like. Yeah. And people, we love you. Gail, I love you. I love Thank you. you for being my buddy. So it's good fun. to talk with you. I know. It really it's is. great. Father God, we okay. come before you. We worship your holy name. And you say, fear not. Hallelujah. Like, I think 365 times. So like one a day, people. We can have yeah. a verse a yeah. day about fear not. Thank you. The only thing we're supposed to fear is fearing the Lord. Thanks. So as your days go... As your minutes go, as you as your week unfolds, I challenge you, I exhort you, I lift you up, people, to be brave, to do things afraid, to take yeah. courage, to step out, to reach out to people that you the Lord impresses on your heart, to pray over people that you don't know, to pray over people yeah. you do know, to pray, yeah. to pray, just That's to pray. Good. Yes, I pray that the word of God will penetrate deep places in your in your soul, in your spirit, in your body, and bring healing in these next yeah. few weeks. That fear would be uprooted like a weed, and the Lord would plant in that spot beautiful, rich soil with lots of yeah. fertilizer and beautiful flowers. Like it's spring. We're coming into spring. And fear has no room in your garden. Fear has no room in your heart. So things that you were afraid of, I pray in Jesus' name, those would get uprooted and and spiritually dug out and new things planted. I pray the love of the Father falling on all of you right now. I pray the love of Jesus falling Mm -hmm. on you right now. I pray that it would be like a gentle rain. I pray that you would be refreshed where you're dry and thirsty. Yeah. I pray that you would walk in boldness. I pray that you would take steps towards dreams and goals and visions that you have. Baby steps, big steps. You would step out in faith because the time is now and there's an acceleration on 2020. There's a breakthrough in 2020. We're leaving the old behind. We're casting off the old garments. We're casting off fear. We're casting off things that that need to be, that need to die, that need to be left behind. And we are stepping into new life. And so I'm praying new life over everyone um, today who's listening and will listen in the future. Father God, we love you. We worship your name. We praise you. We give you all the glory. (sighs) Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, I, I thank you for each of the people listening. I thank you for how well you know them, God. And I thank you that you know what they are to add to their schedule, what they are to remove. And I thank you for the way that Gail even started talking about the the new of 2000. 
2020, Lord. And I pray for clear vision of you in 2020. And I pray, Lord, that everybody would be able to seriously celebrate their progress and not perfection. God, you have Mm -hmm. each of us on a trajectory and you know what you're doing, God. And I thank you that you who started a good work in us, you're faithful to complete it. So thank you that you never abandon anyone, that you're always working on all of us. I pray a blessing on Gail. I pray a blessing on all the real dealers out there, the people that have tuned into different episodes. Lord, I pray that this particular buddy time accomplishes what you want it to, that people would um, know that they're perfectly loved. They don't have to be perfect. And so your perfect love just does cast out fear, Lord. And I I feel like that's sort of the theme and the anthem of this particular podcast is that we don't have to be afraid. We fear you, God, and we don't need to fear man. And so would you allow people to really press into what that means practically and allow something to shift even now in their day-to-day experience, in their nighttime season with you, bless them in their dreams, God, bless them in their encounters with you. And God, I just thank you that you're bringing each one of us into a increased state from glory to glory strength to strength grace to grace and so i pray that their strength would be the joy of the lord so whatever task they need to do today whatever things that are in their mind that they would know that it's in your presence that we get this fullness of joy and then that joy is our strength so god just help us to see you in everything and i thank you i thank you for this time i thank you for technology i thank you for gail i thank you for this podcast, I just pray that it reaches whoever needs to be encouraged today. And I pray that most of all, they would know how significant they are in your sight. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen. Um, oh, friend, I think we got it. Awesome. I think we got it. Okay. I, I bless you. I love you, Rachel. Until Goodbye. we talk again. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband. Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.